the Eagles, for their part, are now headed to the Super Bowl. And I, have they beat a good team? I don't think that they have. I think their best win all year long was against... Welcome into the Hot Read Podcast for Monday, January the 30th. I'm your host, Easton Fries, Director of Published Content here at BroadwaySportsMedia.com. We're also brought to you by the 440 Podcast Network. Welcome in. Hope everybody had a fantastic weekend, the last weekend of January. I am not joined today by producer JT. He is out and about and a little bit busy this evening. But in the interest of getting an episode out to everybody on every day that we have promised an episode for the next couple of months, which is Monday Wednesday and Friday mornings. First thing when you wake up and head to work, I am here recording an episode on a Sunday night, very late. It is currently 10.03 p.m. So not the latest episode we've ever done on the Hot Read Podcast, but pretty late for our standards. And we're talking about all things championship weekend. I am here on the heels of the AFC championship. The Chiefs just beat out the Bengals just barely in the AFC championship in Arrowhead. Now, firmly restored from Burrowhead to Arrowhead because the Chiefs finally got their win over the Bengals and in particular Joe Burrow, who had been undefeated against them 3-0 and heading into this game. He is now 3-1, and the record, I believe, that Ryan Tannehill holds over the Chiefs, and that is what we're talking about today, all things championship weekend in the NFL. If you're joining us live, I appreciate you tuning in. You can tune in via our Facebook via our Instagram, our Twitter, via our YouTube. That's where you can leave comments if you're joining us via YouTube. And if, if you're listening later than live, if you're listening to this as a recording, I just need you to know that this show is a video show. It is live at, for the most part. Most episodes are live on YouTube when they record. So if you go over to broadwaysportsmedia.com on YouTube, you can find the Hot Read podcast. All of our video episodes are there for your indulgence, for your uh, viewing pleasure. And a lot of the things that we do on the show are both video and audio oriented. So you can't get the full uh, the the full context of the show unless you're watching as well as you're listening. So we appreciate you listening via podcast wherever you get your favorite podcast, whether that is on YouTube or. Apple Podcasts or Spotify, but to get the full show, you got to go YouTube. You got to watch, and that's how you appreciate the full show. We appreciate all of you that are uh, tuning in here live, and we're talking just for a couple of minutes on the AFC Championship, the NFC Championship, the NFL Championship weekend that we just experienced, which was an interesting one. And we will start with what was one of the weirdest championship games that I've ever experience that I can remember at the very least. That was the NFC championship today between the Bengals and the 49ers. And I just need to remind you, if you're listening live, if you have any questions or comments, please go over to broadwaysportsmedia.com, find the hot read podcast live stream and leave your question or comment or uh, just whatever you have to say, leave it in the comment box. It's very helpful to us. And it allows me to interact with you on the show. If you're ever wanting to interact with the show, now would be the time because I don't have pr producer JT with me. I don't have any guests with me. It's just me flying solo tonight. And we're doing a quick show. So if you have any questions or comments for me, please leave them. And I will for sure be interacting with you. But this NFC championship game was a very, very, very strange one between the Eagles and the Niners. It was not at all what we expected in terms of the game script with the 49ers losing their quarterback 
and their very best defensive player in Nick Bosa very early in the game. In the first quarter, the, the 49ers went down with Brock Purdy and Nick Bosa and Fred Warner. Three of their very best players on the team went down in the first quarter and it changed the game entirely. And frankly, it was infuriating to me. It was infuriating that we never really got to get a Eagles 49ers game this year in earnest because the Eagles and the 49ers were really different teams at the beginning of the second quarter. We didn't, we didn't get the full 49ers team that we were expecting. They were missing their quarterback and their two best defenders by the beginning of the third quarter. And that changed things tremendously. It it also kept us from, from seeing these two teams that I, I think pretty fairly can be deemed the two best teams in the NFC this year. It kept us from seeing what they would look like against each other in a proper game. It kept us from seeing a full game against, against those two teams, because really the 49ers from that first quarter on throughout the rest of the game, they didn't throw the ball much. They had Josh Johnson, who was a jet last year, who joined the 49ers in late, uh, excuse me, I don't know when in December, at some point in December, I believe it was mid-December, he joined the 49ers roster. And, and you know, it's now January 29th, uh, the day of 20, the 29th of January, he's now starting in the NFC Championship for the 49ers. That has to be a bit of a culture shock. Yeah, he had a couple of 300 yard games last year for the Jets. Yes, he technically had the best passer rating and a lot of the best advanced metrics for the Jets last year as a passer. But he joined this 49ers team last year no more than a month and a half to go. That's really the the cutoff for Josh Johnson joining the 49ers. And so that kept them from really being able to carry on this game in the way that they would expect to. I feel bad for Kyle Shanahan. I tweeted out that really maybe the best quarterback situation in the NFL would be Kyle Shanahan in a platoon situation with a closer quarter, excuse me, a closer head coach, because really Kyle Shanahan is fantastic, fantastic August and September all the way through the middle to beginning of January. Right. And then in the late January, early February stages of things, the very end of the NFL season, he gets pretty questionable now, whether it's his quote coaching style or whether it's, it's his offensive or excuse me, his, his roster situation. And there's arguments to be made there and it's different every year, but for like a half decade at this point, Kyle Shanahan has just been, his presence has been a bad aura around the team that he is coaching for in the very later stages of the NFL playoffs. Again, if you're joining us live, please leave your comments, questions, reviews via YouTube at broadwaysportsmedia.com. You can leave your comments, questions, and reviews there. I'd love to interact with you and hear your questions, comments, and reviews on how the NFC or AFC championship went. I'd love to hear your thoughts so we could talk back and forth for a couple of minutes on that. That's what we're talking about today. Kyle Shanahan, rough. Rough end of the year for him once again, and we've seen him in championship games and Super Bowls a couple of times now that have not gone his way to be uh, kind. You had Fred Warner for the 49ers go down in the very first series of this NFC championship game, which, frankly, there's nothing worse than that, in my opinion, to have a guy go down at the beginning of a game on the first drive of a game in particular totally kills the mood, totally kills the mood. We're all waiting all day to get 
these games. And then on the very first play of the game, we get three plays before we get commercials again because a, a player goes down and has to be attended to by medical staff. Like, I'm not blaming that player at all. I'm not. I'm not. But it's it's bad and annoying in every possible way for a player to go down on the very first play of these games. And it was, uh, you, you know, no no different in this NFC Championship game for Fred Warner to go down on that first series and send us to commercial break and kind of ruin the vibe of championship weekend until the AFC Championship game. That was kind of the vibe all day because this NFC Championship game was a dud, a total dud. It's it's befuddling to me how the, these two teams can't can't play a proper game with with each other in in a relatively healthy fashion. It is interesting to me that these two teams got to this point without beating a single great team this year. And then the Eagles are headed to the NFC Championship this year, and they've not beat a single great team. Let me real quick pull up the record and the results from Eagles games this year. But I can go ahead and tell you, because I looked at this earlier this week before the game, Eagles schedule. 2022, the Eagles have not beat a single great team the entire year. Here's been their schedule. Let me pull it up real quick for you. So the Eagles have played Detroit, Minnesota, Washington, Jacksonville, Arizona, Dallas, Pittsburgh, Houston, Washington, Indianapolis, Green Bay, Tennessee, New York, uh, the Giants, that is, Chicago, Dallas, New Orleans, and the Giants again. So of the teams they beat, here are the teams that they beat. The Lions, which I'll argue here in just a moment, is the best team they beat all year long. Minnesota, Washington, Jacksonville, the Cardinals, the Cowboys, the Steelers, the Texans. And by the way, I should clarify that the Cowboys win is over uh, a backup quarterback Cowboys team, not not Dak Prescott Cowboys. So that that disqualifies them from being a good team. Otherwise, it would have been a good win. Uh, but because they beat a backup, it. it in my mind, disqualifies them from having a good win in that game. The Steelers, the Texans, they lost to Washington. They beat the Colts, the Packers, the Titans, and the Giants, and the Bears. Um, all of those are bad teams, in my opinion. And then you've got the Giants once again in the playoffs, who they beat um, pretty handily, which you know allows them to have a relatively decent schedule. Um, but again, they've not beaten a good team for the 49ers part. Let me pull up their schedule real quick. They didn't beat a single team all year. That was decent until the Cowboys in the playoffs. They beat the Seahawks, the Rams, the Panthers, the Rams again, the Chargers, the Cardinals, the Saints, the Dolphins. That one was a, a good ish game, but I believe it was out without Tua. Uh, Tampa Bay, the Seahawks again the commanders, the Raiders and the Cardinals. And then in the postseason, they beat Seattle, which was a, a, a good team, but not a great team. And then Dallas last week in the divisional round, that was the first good team that they beat. So the, the Seahawks, goodness, it's late guys. Can you tell the, the 49ers beat one good team all year. And it was the Dallas Cowboys last week in the divisional round of the playoffs the Eagles, for their part, are now headed to the Super Bowl. And I, have they beat a good team? I don't think that they have. I think their best win all year long 
was against the Lions in week one in Detroit. They won 38 to 35 by a very thin margin. Now, I know I think that last score by Detroit was a pretty garbage time touchdown, but nonetheless, it was a close game. And I don't think they have a, a good win other than that. I know for a fact, looking at their schedule here and following them all year, they've not beat a good team all year. Now, I'm not going to begrudge a team for being lucky. That's not my style. I have forever been of the sentiment that good beats, uh, excuse me, lucky beats good seven days a week and twice on Sundays. Okay, so being lucky, you should never apologize for being lucky. That's just the way that the world works. It's the way that life works. Sometimes life is unfair. Sometimes life is um, to your benefit and you get lucky and you should relish those opportunities because it's not your fault that you got lucky. And that's just the way that it works. So they got lucky this year. They had a very, very, very easy schedule. And, and because of that, and because of the fact that, and they earned this, they got the one seed in the NFC, they got a buy, and then they got to face the two easiest teams left in the NFC side of the bracket in the playoffs. And that allowed them to essentially cakewalk their way to the, the Super Bowl, to the championship game for the league. And, and so, you know, good for them. But there is no doubt in my mind, no shiver, shiver, no sliver of a doubt that this is one of the luckiest situations I've ever seen. And watching this game, my thoughts were essentially, I, I don't know who can watch this game, watch the first two series of the NFC championship game and root for the Eagles because objectively it was infuriating, at least to me, to see the Eagles get away with a free seven points there at the very beginning of the game that they don't deserve. And then the Eagles, goodness, the 49ers on their second drive, they lose the ball correctly when the refs fixed their mistake. That was, that was gross to me. And that was annoying to me, but, but as a, as a, an objective observer of this game, my question really was, why is this happening to us? Because we finally got the NFC playoff game that we'd kind of been hoping for all year, at least I had been hoping for all year, in the 49ers and the Eagles, the two, I think, clear best teams in the NFC for the majority of the season. We finally got that. And then the 49ers deal with all of this chaos and nonsense and triage that they dealt with at the beginning of this game, and it, and it just ruins it. It ruins it because you saw their quarterback and their best two defenders go down in the first quarter. And it was really never close after that. It was really frustrating. So, you know, we, we lost Purdy and Bosa and Warner, all of them banged up in the first seemingly 17 seconds of the game. And from there, it was kind of a wrap. I believe the Eagles won 38 to 17. It was, or excuse me, 38 to seven. And it was really never a game from there. So that those are my thoughts on the NFC championship turning to the AFC championship side of things. If you've been following the hot read podcast this season, then you know that producer J2 JT, who is usually with us, I was with him watching the AFC championship between the chiefs and the Bengals. It was a very tight game. One of the better, you know, maybe the best or at the think, I think at the very least the second best playoff game we got this season, because I have to point out this year, Absolutely. Absolutely. This year's off season or postseason rather was a dud. The NFL's season as a, as a whole was kind of lackluster, but the postseason in particular was a real dud to me. I, I tweeted out last week during the divisional round of the playoffs that there hadn't been a whole lot of great playoff games this year. And it was making me question whether or not, you know, this year's, postseason should kind of be written off maybe as a 
maybe as a as a dud of a year, maybe as a fluke of a year. And I was I was withholding judgment, but based on today's games, it, it kind of felt like that may have been the way that things were going. You know, you had the the 49ers in their first game playing a game in which I'm sure 49ers fans were essentially feeling the exact same way that Titans fans had felt in what Titans fans, at least three games this year where everything is going according to the opponent's plan. You have team, you know, team members, team players, important team players going down with injuries early and often, and you just cannot buy a break, whether it's on the penalty front, whether it is on the the injury front, like things were just breaking all, all in the Eagles' favor. And so they got a serious, serious break in that department. But it, it makes you question with to to briefly step back to the NFC championship game. What happened to all of the durable NFL quarterbacks? Like maybe it's crazy recency bias, and maybe I'm being fooled right now and maybe in a month I'll think differently about this but today on Sunday late Sunday evening as I'm thinking back on these games that we saw today and on these games that we saw in this 2022-2023 NFL postseason are quarterbacks just less durable than they typically have been what happened to all of the NFL quarterbacks they could take a looking all year and, and still, you know, keep ticking, keep playing in the games. Like I have seen more wobbly concussed quarterbacks get up from a relatively routine hit this year than I think I ever have. And we saw Josh Johnson go down as well as Brock Purdy today in the NFC championship game. And it just made me think what happened, man, for the Niners to lose their third and their fourth quarterback on the entire year. That is brutal, especially in the, conference championship game it's it's really it's inexplicable and and i don't i don't know how to to justify that or to explain it besides the fact that the 49ers have frankly guys they've had the the injury luck that the titans have had for a couple of years in a row now so it's not all that off brand but it's very strange you know for the eagles part they got away with that game with a touchdown they weren't really deserving of you know they they were playing against the team's fourth string quarterback they they somehow you know got the nfl's leading defender and and maybe second or third leading defender and nick bosa and fred warner injured in the first quarter and didn't get to see them on at full strength and then they, they somehow got to see a 49ers team with with really not their a or B or C game plan. They kind of had to scramble there at the end. So it was frustrating to see. And that those are my thoughts on the NFC championship. I, I know, uh, again, I had moved on to the AFC championship game, but those were, those are my remaining thoughts that I needed to get out. And again, if you're listening to us live, appreciate you being here. Please leave your comments, questions, reviews in the YouTube chat box over at broadwaysportsmedia.com. If you can go over to Broadway Sports Media on YouTube, and leave your questions, comments, or reviews in the live stream of this episode. It'd be very much appreciated. We're talking now about the AFC Championship game, and it was a, a much closer game than the NFC Championship earlier in the game, earlier in the day, rather. But it was a a strange game, and one in which you know you, you saw two teams kind of battling back and forth, and it came down to who made more dumb plays than the other team, and that was really the Bengals. They made more really stupid defensive penalties 
than the Chiefs made, and that was the difference in the game. It allowed what was a 2020 game that seemed pretty destined to me at least to be heading towards overtime. It made that game turn into a game where Harrison Butker for the Chiefs was able to end the game in the final seconds, I believe with eight seconds left on the clock. He put the Chiefs up three, and that was kind of the end of things. The Chiefs advanced to meet the Eagles in the Super Bowl in two weeks. They win over the Bengals 23-20. to 20. will be very you know, kind and considerate to producer JT, who we know is the resident Bengals fan here at BroadwaySportsMedia.com and on the Hot Read podcast. I was with him watching this game. Brutal way to end it. Brutal, brutal, brutal. Not fair. Um, In terms of thoughts on this game, there wasn't a whole lot besides the fact that I, I think the Chiefs are going to kind of floss the Eagles. This is a very early and premature take. My take may change over the next two weeks as we gear up for this Super Bowl, but kind of think that the Eagles are going to be outmatched. And I think the chiefs are going to be representing the AFC in the sense that listen, the AFC was just a conference that was very, very, very stacked this year and much more talented really than the NFC was. And I think that's going to be reflected in this Eagles and chiefs game. I, I think that this is a game where you're going to see the, the two divisions as clearly, you know, the chiefs had to beat a lot of good teams this year. The Eagles have not beat a single good team this year, and uh, that's that's kind of be kind of going to be the way that things are breaking. Um, in terms of Titans news, I'm looking here at my my list since Friday's episode, and there's nothing that's all that pressing in terms of news. So I'm kind of going to choose to leave it out until um, at least our Wednesday show, which again will be joined by James Foster. In two days, Wednesday morning, first thing, we'll be doing another draft episode. And, um, you know, we only have now the Super Bowl. It's the only game left for us on the slate for the NFL. Again, if you're listening live, please leave your comments, questions, reviews. I'm going to be getting out of here in the next three or four minutes or so. So if you have any last minute thoughts, please leave them now or forever hold your peace. Um, We've got a lot of draft content coming. I've been teasing it for a couple of weeks now, a couple of episodes in a row now on the show. So much cool stuff. So many great episodes with James Foster lined up. So many great, great, great episodes where we detail different positions in the NFL draft, different questions from free agency, different questions for the Titans as they go through their offseason with their new GM, Rand Carthon, and Mike Frabel trying to pretty much retool this Tennessee Titans team, you know, going through different, you know, small school prospects, big school prospects, sleepers, evaluating the very, you know, the very biggest and and most highly touted prospects in this NFL draft and seeing if they're over or under hyped. Like I have so many, I have a, a, guys, I have, I have notebooks full of, of different ideas for this show for the next three ish months until we get to the draft in April, we're going to have correspondence live with us from the senior bowl. I am spoiler hoping to be going to the combine this year live. So hopefully we have a couple of episodes there live this year. Fingers crossed. Um, we will see if the NFL lets me in. I'm trying to bang down the door, kick down the, kick down the door for BroadwaySportsMedia.com. So we'll see if that that happens. But that's kind of the plan. We've got a lot of national and regional um, different guests that I have planned to come on the show. Guys that you would recognize. Guys from you know, maybe the Ringer, maybe the you know PFF, Fox, ESPN. A lot of really talented folks who know their stuff coming onto the show to talk all things free agency and all things draft over the next three months. So please, if you're not subscribed to the show already, please do so. 
If you haven't left a five-star rating and review, again, please do so. I know every podcast you've ever listened to has asked you to do that. Please make this the one that you actually do it for. It takes 10 seconds. It means much more to me and to us here at the Hot Read Podcast than it does to you all in, in the 10 seconds that it takes you to do that. So please do that. Say whatever you want. We'll read it out on the show. On Wednesday, we'll have more of those to read out. Um, and we appreciate you all tuning in again on Wednesday. We will have an episode almost certainly with James Foster talking all things draft. We'll have a new draft episode first thing Wednesday morning. And then on Friday morning, our regular show with me and maybe a guest and producer JT detailing all things Titans news from throughout the week. Until then, I'm your host, Easton Freeze. This has been the Hot Read Podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed championship weekend and hope you all have a fantastic work week until Wednesday. I'll talk to you then. This has been the Hot Read Podcast.